Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Sheepdog Dad podcast. My name is Stuart Jackson, and I am the founder and host of the Sheepdog Dad. Visit thesheepdogdad.com to read articles, listen to podcasts such as this, and sign up for coaching geared towards men, young men, and boys who wish to become responsible stewards of themselves, their families, and society. Please join us on our journey to protect the flock. On this episode, I'm joined by my good friend, Mark Canny. Mark and I met at a jiu-jitsu camp in 2021, and it was truly just the jiu-jitsu gods who brought us together. And we realized that we had a lot of the same philosophies on life and parenting. And so in that year, Mark has become a very good friend. And Mark, by all accounts, was a very successful entrepreneur until just a couple years ago. He and his family did a dramatic switch where, as opposed to him being the breadwinner and his wife taking care of the at-home and homeschooling duties, which he had been doing successfully for several years, his wife and he essentially switched roles and he took over the at-home duties and uh, homeschooling duties while his wife went back to work on her own uh, business venture. And so on this episode, Mark and I dive into parenting philosophies. We dive into the benefits of homeschooling, the surprises of homeschooling, how public school is trending, specifically K through 12 public school. This is something that my wife and I are already planning for, even though our oldest child is only 18 months old. We're already planning for the future of anticipating not sending our son to a public K through 12 school. If we can work things out how we wish, then he'll just stay home along with his any other siblings that come along and they will homeschool. And if not, then we're already looking into a private alternative and making the necessary adjustments and savings for that for the future. So I really hope you guys get a lot out of this episode. Mark and I just really just dive right into the conversation, and it was uh, really one of those conversations that uh, was unfortunate that we were constrained by time, so I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just fantastic what, um, what, what, what people are doing now to create paths, you know, for uh, you know, young kids and, and adults coming up to find, to find different ways of doing things, sort of non-traditional ways of making a living that is respectable and, and, and difficult and challenging and rewarding. It's really cool. I think, I think that's a really cool uh, company that you're talking about there. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, good for you for doing it, man. I think it's really cool. Um, you know, especially something you've never done before that it sounds like you've, I mean, you've never done anything like this before, right? I mean, this is kind of a, that's awesome. That's really kind of, I don't know. I think that's where it's at is, is, is just sort of finding new things. Cause I, you just discover new things about yourself. You know, like my wife and I just started, you know, this, it's not a podcast, but we just started doing salsa lessons together <laughs> <laughs> and it's dude, it is brutal. I'm having such a hard time, even with the most basic, basic parts of it. I just, I can barely even, I'm just like, Oh yeah, that's right. I'm like, when I start something, I'm a super, super slow learner. It just takes me a long time for my brain. I don't know for the, the neural pathways to sort of break up and reconnect. And it's just like, they're just like, no, we don't want to do this, you know? And so I think that's cool. I think it's cool, man. Well, and you know, getting into this, it has been, you know, not only putting myself out there and 
finding my way, getting comfortable with it. But also, I anytime I get, anytime the discomfort starts to take the majority of, you know, pushing, you know, of not wanting to push myself forward, it's like, well, if you want to continue to sit in an office and get what you've always done and work, you know, be away from home for 40 to 50 hours a week and, you know, request your time off and hope it gets approved. If you want to continue to do that for the next 20 years, then go ahead and just stop doing, you know, you don't have to do this. You know, you can just, if you're okay with that, then just don't put yourself out there. And then I think, no, I'm not okay with that. I'm going to continue to put myself out there. And that, that really has been what, if, you know, there's some type of blank, a writer's block on, you know, whatever little blog that I want to put together or, uh, you know, staying up an hour later just to get some, you know, get some editing done and get it uploaded. I just have that thought of, okay, you know, Killian is sleeping in the next room. And if you want, and if he has a t-ball game in three years and uh, your boss at that time says, no, I'm not going to let you leave at four that day, just because I want you here till five for no other reason besides I want you here. It's like, then just don't worry about it. You know, you don't have to do this. And it's like, no, I want to see where I'm at in three years and see if this has turned into something. And so that keeps me pushing forward. Like whenever we met a year ago, I never would have thought that I'm doing something like this. Never would have thought it. But it is just crazy how you look back and see the evolution of yourself and you just see these little waypoints of like, oh, I know at that time something started churning in the back subconsciously. And then, okay, now I can tell I looking at this waypoint, okay, now it became a conscious thought. And now at this waypoint, I'm acting on that conscious thought. And so, and I'm sure you see that too from, from going all the way back from your, your plumbing business to to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. Simply that's, you know, that's right on. I mean, it's been, so it'll be actually, it'll be next, well, in three weeks, it'll be uh, three years since I stepped away from my, my business uh, that I was relatively successful at for over 10 years. Um, and that was just, you know, running my own business myself. You know, I put, had about five, five or six years in the business before that, just in my apprenticeship and, and working for other people and uh, or in the trade rather. And you know, just deciding, just like, just like you did, uh, or just having that feeling that, you know, I, this is my, my, my kids are only going to be young for so long. They're only going to be a certain age for so long. And I don't want to miss any more of it. You know, my daughter, I think I talked about this in a video did, that I did, you know, my daughter was already 10 years old when I decided to make this switch. And, you know, it's been, I mean, I'll be honest with you, at times it's brutal. At times, you know, there's a lot of times when you're like, man, was this the worst mistake of my life? Um, insofar as like the financial component, um, because, you know, we're, we, you know, we switched to basically one income off my wife's, my wife's income. And I would do a few little projects here and there just to pick up, just to hustle up some extra cash to kind of make things, keep things moving. But, you know, it's, people talk about passion people talk about what's what's sort of in you that you really want to accomplish you know you know you look back at a life of however long we get to be here uh and you think man okay so building something in my family that wasn't necessarily built in me 
from my family, you know, God bless my, my parents and, and all that. They did the best they could, but you know, they, they, they were from a different era and a different, different mindset. And, um, you know, I don't want to look back and say, man, I could have spent more time with my kids, with my family, with my wife. Um, you know, and I missed it because I was just, you know, banging on a wrench or just stressed out about something that someone's going to forget about in, you know, 10 years or 20 years, you know, so that's sort of, that's sort of where, you know, the emotional pain that sort of pushed me to kind of take the step that I did to, to, to do what I'm doing now and be a full-time homeschooling father, if you will. So, yeah. yeah. And with, so, uh, so with that, what was it, was it truly just that thought process of my kids are only going to be little for so long? Because going back to what you said about, you know, our parents uh, did the best they could. And I know you're a little older than me, but I think we're still both technically millennials. Uh, you know, I think I, I, I think I, I think I'm in. The, I think I'm a, I miss millennials by one year. So I can't. One be, year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> technically, technically. So anyway. Uh, I I once heard, you know, we, you know, you cannot raise your kids how you were raised because the world that you were raised that you were raised in and the world your parents raised you in no longer exists. And right. and right. I think it's so funny because if you know. My, my, my parents, my in-laws, they've all been great about not giving too much unsolicited advice, if any, on when it comes to raising kids. And, but also, I can't really, not that I can't go to them and ask for any type of advice, but I've got to remember, take that advice with a grain of salt because that world no longer exists. And right. uh, it's, you know, I, my wife, Kelly and I used to say, we're not going to be the parents that whip out the iPad where we sit down for dinner and we were at a family event this past for weekend. Yeah. No, first thing we did was whip out the iPad. <laughs> we, told our, <laughs> we told ourselves we wouldn't do it, but, but it's like, well, you know, he's 18, you know, he's 18 months old. How much can we expect of him right now? And, yeah. um, and that's not to say that we don't, tell ourselves at times okay we've done a lot of screen time let's go outside for a little bit and this Saturday or this past weekend we were out of town uh, for for a family event and earlier that morning we went to the state aquarium and you know we were there for a little over an hour and that was great just because you got to run around and look at the fish and be stimulated by something that's not a screen and so uh so yeah, it's just strange trying to raise kids now. Uh, looking back on, well, you can't raise them how we were raised because that world doesn't exist anymore. Well, yeah, yeah, it's interesting that you say that because, um, well, it's interesting you, you, you make the thing about the iPads because I've, I've, I've got some thoughts on that. But before we get to that, I, I um, yeah, you know, with um, you know, the world that doesn't, as you said, the world that your parents were that or that we were raised in doesn't exist. Of course, it's very true, and so. I think there's two ways to look at that though, because you can have, on the, one, on the one hand, I think you have to choose to be grateful for however it is you were raised, regardless of, you know, we're all human beings and there's a level of dysfunction in everything we do. There's a level of dysfunction. There's a level of dysfunction in the way my parents related to me. There's a level of dysfunction in the way I'm relating to my kids. And, and hopefully, 
each generation is doing a little bit better. And I think I can look back and if I look back, you know, generationally three, four, you know, three, four, five generations, you know, in my family, I think, okay, yeah, I mean, you know, we're doing, we are doing better. And, but I think it's important to, to, to be grateful for our, for, for, for what our parents did, regardless of, of where it was at, because, you know, you think about, I, I think about my grandparents, you know, they grew up, they were younger than me in the depression or rather born in the depression and, and lived throughout that, throughout the great depression. And so you can understand why they, why they would have this mentality of just every scrap of work you can get, you got to grab and you got to do it because who knows where you're going to put food on the table the next day. And so that gets ingrained into our, our parents. You know, my parents are the baby boom generation. It's like work, work, work all the time, all the time, all the time, you know, which is important. I mean, work, work, work is super important, but then, you know, that relationship sort of is, is missed, right? That attachment that's so important between parent and child isn't, isn't fed the way that it, it should be. And so there's a great, uh, what I'm getting at is, is this idea of being grateful that they built this beautiful civilization that we have to where it's possible to, to not have to work and labor as, as much if you choose not to, if that makes any sense. You know, you can choose to be a little bit more frugal. You can choose, we have opportunities that they didn't have. And it's important to have gratefulness for that because I think that, you know, that's what releases, can release a lot of that maybe anger, resentment, trauma you might've experienced, you know, generationally previous and, and just, just helps you to be a, a, a better person, a better parent, a better father. and you know, on the other side of that, the other thought is this idea that, you know, there's, um, you know, there is, so I guess what we've lost is that sort of big family idea. You know, you have this idea of the nuclear family that sort of came in in the 60s or, you know, 50s, 60s or whatever, you know, you got the, what is it, two point, you know, two parents and the 2.2 kids or, or whatever it is. And I guess the thing is with that, I mean, it's great because you have this, this emphasis on a family unit. But in the past, the family was like, families all sort of lived together in very close proximity. And you had advice, maybe not like do this, do that, but sort of a model of parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, all sort of living closer together. And of course, the downside of that, if there's pathology in there, it's almost impossible to escape. But the upside to that is there's just all this knowledge that you can just sort of draw from. And, you know, because the downside to, to raising kids now, it's like, you know, who knows what the heck you're doing, right? That was sort of my thought when I first started, you know, when I first became a parent, I was like, wow, I have no idea what I'm doing. Started reading tons of books, doing all this stuff, because I didn't, wasn't going to ask my parents what to do, right? And uh, so, yeah, there's, I think that's, that's, that's something important, I think, to think about and to sort of come to peace with is to sort of where you came from and how that's affecting you as a person. And when you see that, I mean, you know, the older my kids get, it's like, man, I guess when I get upset with my, with my kids and I'm sort of the, when I'm at my worst, it's when I sort of see the worst in myself kind of reflect back to me from them, if that makes sense. Um, and then, you know, when I feel the best as a parent, I say, oh, you know, they did something that, you know, I, I, they would never admit it and I would never tell them, but, you know, I kind of taught them that and they're doing that because they saw, you know, I know I did that and I know they're copying me. So it's like, yes. 
you know, that's, that's a win there. So I think there's, that's kind of a long-winded answer to, to what you're getting at, but that's, I think there's two ways to look at that, that idea that, you know, the world that our parents were, that we were raised in no longer exists, but it's still like the tentacles of it or the, or the loving fingers of it are still in this world that we're in now. So, yeah. Well, just like what you said, I think that's what, I think that's what something that we realized so quickly on and as our friendship developed over one week of a jujitsu camp that we realized we had so much in common is the ability to self-reflect on positives and negatives and be honest with ourselves. If not, um, if not being almost too hard on ourselves, I will say that my self-talk can be very negative a lot of times, but that's just for, and that comes from high expectations of myself, knowing what I'm capable of and what I, I do like to say, I'd say I'm above average intelligence, but I think that just means because the average is maybe not that high with the amount of, <laughs> you're a pretty so, smart guy, you're a pretty smart guy, <laughs> uh, but, uh, just having that ability to self-reflect is very, very important. And like what you say, whenever you see your kids acting out in a negative way that you may not, you may, may not like, uh, you can honestly tell yourself, well, they learned that from somewhere. Most likely it was from, it was from me displaying yeah. some negative characteristics that, that you would rather not pass on to them. Did yeah. going back in, you said something interesting with, uh, you know, talking about that, that family dynamic and that over that overarching reach and that influence of a large family. Whenever y'all made the shift about three years ago to homeschool, did you notice not any type, it doesn't have to be positive or negative change, but some type of shift in the relationship with your kids and with your wife of being home more? Because there was that disconnect of being away from home 40, 50, 60 hours a week while you're out working, if not more, because you were running your own business. And then one day, boom, you're just, you're home all the time and you're with the kids all the time. Did you notice notice a shift and some uh, kind of a feeling out process of getting into a good routine with that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it was certainly a learning process because, you know, and, and even I sort of see reminders of that happening uh, even now, because, you know, I, I, as I said, every once in a while, I'll take on a small project just to bring in a little bit extra cash. And there was a, a few weeks ago, I was, you know, I was, I, I was only working three days during that week. But I was, you know, it was, there were three 12 hour days and I was just, I was gone. And, you know, when I came home, like every, like, you know, the kids were just like, dad, 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 you know, dad, you know, just super excited to see me. And I'm like, oh yeah, that, that whole absence makes the heart grow fonder thing. So, you know, there's that dynamic because, you know, I'm home around all the time. So it's like, oh, you know, dad, dad's here. And it, it, it sort of shifts into this they're very comfortable with dad being around. They're very comfortable with mom being around too. Cause she, she actually, my, my, my wife actually, my wife actually works from home. And, but it, you know, there's just, um, I guess I could see a shift happening where we're just sort of getting used to each other. There's things start calming down a little bit, you know, areas where I think they were feeling a little bit of anxiety and, and my wife was feeling some anxiety. I was feeling some anxiety just from our, our separateness was was causing you know some behavioral issues with them and 
you know, some, some conflict between my wife and I, but sort of being more present together has sort of diffused those things without any, without much conscious specific effort as in like, okay, we're going to work on this behavior. We're going to work on that. It's like, no, we're, it's, you know, attachment breeds security, right? And security breeds confidence. And that, you know, translates into their confidence and ability to solve problems and to do things more on their own. And so they're becoming more independent the more that I'm around actually, the more that my wife is around them. So the, so the more we're around our kids as parents, it can lead to a situation where they're actually more independent and it feels like they need us less until you start getting busy and separate. And then you realize that, oh yeah, they still need you. I mean, even, you know, I mean, I'll be honest. It's like, I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm in my forties right now and there's still times where like, man, I miss my mom or, you know, I, I wish I had better connection with my dad or whatever, you know, to be honest with you. And it's, so it, it's just, I think it's always there. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's just something, something to be aware of is that your presence is it just it can change the dynamic of things really quickly and so just be aware of that be an observer of it uh notice it and just just work with it just be be comfortable with that with that dynamic if that makes sense it absolutely makes sense because i can tell you the main source of my anxiety of that insightfulness of me being able to truly try to look for what is causing that I would say is the lack of feeling of control over schedule some of the times. That would cause a lot of my anxiety of just, oh, I have to take care of this and I have to take care of this and I have to run this errand. Oh, but it, I have to wait, you know, two, three days before I can get to that project because of work. And that is, a, you hit the nail on the head of anxiety that well that separation causing the anxiety but once you solve it by being a little more available and having more control over your schedule and your physical and mental and emotional presence because you start to take stock of okay i'm going to consciously let this thing go because it's not serving me and then that anxiety and that feeling of uneasiness uh, almost remedies itself naturally through no no true conscious deep conversation and yeah. I'm seeing that a lot right now again which part of the decision making of why I'm sitting here right now talking to you of I need to find yeah. something to put myself out there because yeah could could I have a vehicle you know a, a sixty thousand seventy thousand dollar truck that you know, is a six, you know, 500 to $1,000 a month car note. Yeah, I could do that. And I could find some way to afford it, or I could live off credit forever and not worry about it, or, you know, just choose not to worry about it. But that's not how I want to live. I'll drive, you know, my wife's a little bit older and a little bit more mileage, small SUV yeah. that's comfortable for me, so that we can pay it off quicker so that, okay, you know, less financial responsibility and finances can go to to more worthwhile things and so i couldn't agree more on on everything you're saying 
Yeah, I, I think that's a huge part of it. I, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to skip over it. I just spend a, spend a second on it because it's, it's actually, I think a foundational thing, the whole financial piece. And, you know, we've talked about this. I think I, I started to do a video on it. It's like, how are you doing this? How are you affording? How are you affording it? You know, is you, you know, every once in a while, someone was like, Hey, did you buy Bitcoin, you know, and you know, 2009, it's like, no, I, I should have, but obviously, but you know, it's like, it's like, but what one, you know, one thing sort of financially that we've done really well at is staying out of debt. Uh, it's, you know, as best we can, you know, we've got a mortgage on our home. Um, but just having that discipline, if you will, to, to not be like, oh man, yeah, we could get that. We could get that car. That's going to, that's like a $600 a month payment or whatever, but but yeah, then that's like 600 bucks. Okay. That's how many hours is that going to take me away from the house? You know, so if you're, so if you're, if, if, if you get, if you're in debt, if you got student loans, if you got, you know, piles of stuff, you know, I, I think the first step is to, if you don't have a, a belief in your ability to make a ton of money right away, then just start chipping away at that debt, bring it down, so just lower your expenses so that you, you have the options to do this. And that reduces the stress. It's funny you said, you know, I could have this big loan and not worry about it, but I don't know. I, th I, th I think we say that stuff, for, uh, stuff to ourselves sometimes, but, you know, our subconscious, our body knows, our, you know, there's an awareness that's sort of in, in us that's, that's sort of ticking away. It's like, okay, you got that payment. You got that payment. You got to hustle. You got to make it. You got to do it, you know, and that, and that becomes the priority. So I think that's a real important thing to think about if you're, if you're you know, for young families out there, people just starting out, I mean, it's real easy to just do what it seems like most people do. They get the big mortgage, the big car payment, you know, they go on the big vacations and all this stuff. And, uh, you know, we've been fortunate. We've done some, done some of that stuff because, you know, we've had, you know, uh, you know, we've got family that has property and, and then you know, used to be making really decent money with my business. Uh, but it's like, yeah, you know, we're, you, you stay out of that debt, then you just have more opportunity. Uh, I think that's a real important thing for the young, younger families, people starting out to, to realize, like you can just be disciplined, hold that spending down. So you got more freedom to do other things. So for me, that's a really good thing. I absolutely agree. And sometimes that means, uh, being the bad guy, but you know, being the bad guy, quote unquote, that just means, you know, that doesn't mean that there has, it has to be an emotional conversation. It can just be, you just have to tell the family, no, you know, I can sway on this. I can sway on this. Yeah. We can compromise on this, but something this big of a purchase or of a decision is like, nope, we're not, we're not where we need to be to be able to, to make that, you know, yes, we could find a way to afford it, but that's not the best use of our dollars right now. And yeah. well, sh shifting back to, you know, this is great. I love just this natural conversation and, uh, and just how, how, we realized pretty quickly uh, that we we were aligned on a lot of things like this. Right. Whenever you made the shift to step away from from your business and be home full time, what was uh, what would be I guess some advice that you would give to individuals? You know, uh, this is going to be a multi-part multi-part question of how'd you decide on the curriculum that or how did you start the research of what curriculum you were going to use how did you you know have the conversation with the kids of hey we're gonna pull you from public school and keep you home full time how's that sound what was their reaction to that 
um, and then the that those first uh, first you know six months six to twelve months on getting into a routine with schooling yeah. uh, and uh, how would I know that's uh, several parts of a question so yeah, I yeah. guess let's just start with what was the conversation like whenever you and your wife made the decision of okay we're going to do this did you involve the kids in that decision or did y'all know this is what's best for the kids so we're just going to tell them and we'll be open to a conversation yeah, yeah yeah well it's funny you say you know knowing what's best for the kids and just sort of tell them and I think there's a I, I just want to just want to speak to that for a second because there's some there's some schools of thoughts out there that are that are super heavy on like let kids make all the decisions like they have all the sort of knowledge and they they know what they want they know what their interest is and there's a kernel of truth in that that's why that you know that sort of that sort of thinking is perpetuated but the reality is like like we're parents i mean we've you know we've got some time on this earth we've got some experience we do have some knowledge there is a level of maybe it's just a level of the confidence to think like you know what i do i've got a strong feeling about something so that maybe that means I do know that this is the best thing and sort of following that. So I think that's important for parents to realize it's like, like, you, like you are a parent, you do have competent, competence-based authority that comes from years of observation. It may be all subconscious, it may be, and that's actually probably the case. It may be all a process of sort of letting that come out and letting that be, um, letting that be released through practice and through engagement with the problem. You know, I think there's what's the saying, it's like action, you know, uh, creates clarity. You know, if, if you're not sure what to do, just start doing something and then that's gonna make it clear and that's gonna sort of make it better. So to answer your question, you know, how did we do this, make this decision with the kids? The decision actually was made long before they were born. We had, we had decided um, that we were gonna homeschool, do this homeschooling thing from the beginning. So they've never been in traditional schools. They've never been in public school or private school. Um, we've, we've done this from the start. And, you know, maybe I'll get, and so maybe the advice from my end would be to just have a, do the best you can having a conversation with your, your wife, your partner or whomever about this and just get some real clarity on it and continue to have the conversation and continue to reassess like, is this really what we wanna do? How are you doing with it? And I say that because my wife and I sort of ran into, um, you know, from my mind, I mean, ever since I was in, in school myself, I was just like, I am never gonna, <laughs> this, this is just me, this is my opinion. You know, people have their uh, opinions. This is me coming out here. It's like, I am never gonna subject my kids to this. My kids are never going to school, right? And so, you know, that, that was just my attitude growing up and uh, through school and then going through college, meeting my, the, the woman who had become my wife, Sarah. And then having that, we were having that conversation. And it's interesting because she was actually homeschooled up until eighth grade. And her experience of it was a little bit different where I think um, it was not something that, you know, I, I, her mom's fantastic. I, I love my mother-in-law. I don't think it was like her first choice of what she really wanted to do. And, you know, there's, you know, you have sort of these traditional ideas, American ideas of, you know, women should be here and men should be here in this place. And so that sort of factored into it. And so with my wife and I, I was like, yeah, okay, well, you know, I'll go out, I'll have the job, I'll have the business, I'll do the thing, I'll make the money and you can stay home here and homeschool the kids. And, um, you know, my wife was sort of went along with that because that's, you know, she did. And, but it turns out as things went along, it's just like my wife was like, hey, 
absolutely don't. I love the idea of homeschooling was my wife's perspective, uh, but I don't want to do it. I don't want to do the actual day-to-day be in the trenches part of it, or at least not to carry 100% of it. And, and she did, you know, she did for up until my daughter was 10, you know, so for 10 years or, or maybe, you know, for five years, if the schooling starts at five or six or whatever. So, and that, that was kind of a point of contention for us for a while. And, and it was kind of, we got to the point where, like, okay, well, you really don't want to do it. It's, it, for me and for us as a couple, we, as, as, a, as, a, as a married couple and as a family, that we value this homeschooling enough to where I was willing to sacrifice, you know, something that in a sense was a big part of my dream as, as an adult to own my own business. Right to do all the stuff that you were saying you were you were talking about to have the freedom to say you know my boss wants me to stay till four like well I'm not going I got this other thing to do. Um, the irony, by the way, just a side note: the irony is when you're self-employed or if you're having your own business, um, right? You don't have a boss, which is super cool. The downside is you have like a thousand bosses, <laughs> you know, depending on your customer base, you know. So that's so there's that to consider. But and so you know, my wife and I just was having this conversation. It's get to the point where, okay, I'm, I'm willing to, yeah, I'm willing to sacrifice this one part of my dream for maybe a dream that I think is, that I value more than, you know, being able to make a ton of money owning my own business, having employees. And I certainly, I, I certainly love, that's the one thing I certainly miss is, is, is the leadership, the project management of, of leading and managing people. I feel that's, that's one of my strong suits. And it's interesting because I actually sort of bring that into being a dad, you know, where I, I look at what we're doing, like we're a team, you know, we're doing stuff together. We do as much stuff together as possible and uh, just sort of try to keep them motivated and keep them inspired uh, to just try new things, try things that are difficult. And so, yeah, it just, it just sort of all came to a head about three years ago. And with, I mean, a bunch, there was, there was like, there was crisis, little mini crises happening in all facets of our life. And we, and it, we just, we decided, okay, it's like, do we, how are we going to do this? Are we going to continue the way things are? Or are we going to make a massive adjustment, a massive adjustment that we've been talking about all the time? Cause, cause one of the things that we were always talking about was like, yeah, when we get to a certain point in my business, I'm going to step away from the business and do more of the homeschooling. Um, and not to say that that's not possible. There are people who have who figured that out and who have done it. And, and I did a little video about this, sort of my feelings where, you know, there was a crisis point in my business where, okay, I've got to, you know, some things happen. It's like, okay, I've got a plan to overcome this crisis and to move forward, but I'm going to be gone even more than I am now for who knows how long. I mean, it could have been a month. It could have been a year. It could have been five years. And at this point, my daughter's already 10 years old. You know, my, our, our, our son was, uh, was seven. Our, our, our youngest son was, uh, you know, four. And I'm like, you know, I've already missed, you know, so much of what I really want to do. Like, as we said in the beginning, you look back and what, do you, what did you really want to spend your life on? So we decided, okay, we're going to do this. And, you know, we just decided to make the decision where I was going to step away from the business. My wife was gonna, uh, her business was, was growing. Um, actually was not at the point where we're like, man, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a crapshoot here as to whether or not her income is gonna cover all our expenses. But we had a huge chunk of savings. That's one advantage that we had from just sort of making some money. We were able to, and not having debt, just stocking money away and putting away. 
And we're like, okay, October, 2019, let's do this. And then, uh, you know, and things are going, my wife had a plan. She had it all, you know, we had it all set how she, her, she was gonna, it was kind of sort of launch things. And then, you know, we all know what happened a few months later in 2020. And it was especially challenging for her because her business is all based on, it's called Rise Run Retreat. It's all based on getting female runners together to do running activities, to do retreats. Um, and so it was like, okay, yeah, people don't want to get together. That was actually what we were relying on for our incomes. Like, what are we going to do now? And, and I say that just because, you know, when you get in, when you do these things, there's always going to be these massive surprises, you know, you know, with a Mike Tyson say, everyone's got a plan until you get hit, you know, until you get punched in the face. And it's like, so, but the important thing is you take the step and you, you stay committed to it. If it's, if it's in alignment with your highest values and you just, you just, you figure it out, right? It's that action that breeds clarity. And so, uh, I don't know if that answers your question. That was really long-winded, a little bit circuitous, but you know, that's, that's kind of how we decided to do it because it's just, this is what we really value and time is ticking away. And we got, you know, this is a, you know, this is a, this is a, things are right ahead. Let's make a decision and let's do it. So. Going back to what you said about whenever you were sitting in school and you were not you just told yourself, I will not subject my kids to this. <laughs> I have, you know, I have really come to the realization in the last, I'll say the last year of what do I really want? What do I want our kids' childhoods to be? And what do, whenever my kids become adults, what do I want them to say to me and look at me and say, hey, thanks for making this sacrifice to give me X, Y, and Z and not, not give me in the sense of a tangible physical object, but a mindset mm -hmm. and an experience. Right. Because what I, what I think to for, for homeschooling, and you said it several times, what are you doing? You are, you're sacrificing money, experiences, uh, it, money in this, it, yeah. you know, money, of course, experiences in the sense of the grand Disney vacation, but that doesn't mean that your kids life experiences are not you know are less valuable than those kids who do get to go to disney regularly there's and, a lot of tears at disney world i don't know if you've ever been but there's a lot of kids crying down there at the happiest place <laughs> on earth i don't know but <laughs> and that's a very good point and i know you and i we have a lot of the same individuals uh that we look to as some type of what i call them for social media is some type of uh, indirect mentor of, of course, not only Jocko Willink, but Pete Roberts from Origin as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And then Jordan Peterson, of course, we bo both very enjoy, uh, very much enjoy his teachings along with I mean, Matt just, Boudreau. Just as a, just as a, yeah. yeah, just a quick note, his book, uh, Jordan Peterson, Maps of Meaning, um, that's sort of his first book. It's really dense. It took me a year to read it, but the ending of it, it's a very academic book, but the ending of it is really, what he gets at is, is really what um, one of the, the books that was like, man, okay, if you're going to do, do this, let's do it. You know, this is where you're going to find the most meaning. So that was a very helpful. Yeah, he was very influential to me in making this decision. But, yeah. So. And, then, and then Matt Boudreau, I know he's been influential to you on his educational 
philosophy. I heard him on a recent podcast within the last three months of where I believe it was him uh, talking about the origin of the public school system of if you start to, if you do a deep dive into how did public schooling start, it was all about the old money of the industrial revolution of the Carnegie's, the Rockefellers needed employees. So they drew individuals from the rural areas to the cities. And then it was like, Oh, well, we got to do something with all these kids. Well, let's make it mandated. Let's give money to the school boards. Let's make sure elected officials get elected who we want in place, who Mm -hmm. think the way we do. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's get these kids used to being, on a schedule, on a routine, you sit down, you sit here, you do what you're told, this is your task. Okay, we're gonna tell you when you can have a break, we're gonna tell you when you can use the bathroom, we're gonna tell you when to go to lunch, and then we're gonna tell you when the day's over. And then we're just conditioning you for the next 60 years of your life. If you sit down to think about that, there can be a lot of animosity that you can think of towards the educational system. And so it's just, what do I truly want my what is the mindset that I want do I want like Matt Boudreaux has said if you're good at school which I would say I was good at school I was an A B student I was an A student up until uh junior high and then once math started getting a little more difficult became an A B student and I think the only C I graduated with in high school was probably a chemistry class if I if that but definitely you know the more advanced maths and uh, uh, like AP economics, those were the only C's. It was AB was considered the minimum standard. And but what did that prepare me for? It became it prepared me to be good at doing what I'm told, giving turning in assignments with their due, and I became good at being a student. That didn't mean I was prepared to go into the world with critical thinking skills. Somehow mm-hmm. I feel like they have developed, thank goodness. But it's okay. What would life have been like if I did have those critical thinking skills instilled in me from the time I could start to process thought for myself yeah. and communicate? Yeah. And so it is, it, it's, it, I wish more people would take the time to be insightful of what do they truly want? Because, you know, yeah, I could send the kids to public school and they could be gone from my influence for eight to 10 hours a day because I'm not willing to sacrifice that $1,000 a month car payment because I'm going to be away from them to afford that. Just like what you said. Yeah, we could afford it, but how many hours of influence is that going to take away from me having over, over my kids? Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think that's a, I think you said a lot of great things there. I want to jump on a couple of them, you know, so, um, there's a, there's a book that I read years ago, I think before my daughter was even born, it was, I can't remember the author's name, but the name of the book is called Is Public Ed- Education Necessary? Um, author escapes my name, but Is Public Education Necessary? And it goes through the history of exactly what you're talking about, this Prussian model of schooling that was designed to create and raise uh, factory workers and soldiers. And that's nothing against factory workers and soldiers. I mean, we need people to work in factories and we need to have soldiers and, and and thank God for those people. And that's a certain type of personality. That's a certain type of person. There are people who love that. And, and, that's, and that's, that's essentially what we're trying to create in homeschooling is to help them find the thing it is that they love. You know, they love engaging with. Some people love the structure 
of factory work and just sort of the you know just having that list to check off or 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 you know you know the military soldier work and just you know having you know whatever is that aggression or 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 whatever it is that that creates that interest and then you said something about you know but what does school do it it teaches you what does it teach you what what's the mindset right it teaches you to become a good student and you know that's that's fine but the way I look at it, it's like, okay, the mindset that, you know, do I want my kids to be good students? Well, if they're in school, yeah, I want them to be good students. I want them to be good at whatever it is they engage with voluntarily and engage with from a, you know, position of, of interest. But um, the thing is, one thing, you know, in school, I think what's difficult is it, it actually handicaps the mindset of risk-taking and what I, the mindset that I want my kids, I would hope that my kids are cultivating is a mindset of a willingness to do things badly. And what I mean by that is, I mean, it's probably what you're experiencing starting off this podcast. It's what I, you know, anyone experiences starting anything new, right? You're going to do it badly. You're going to do it poorly. You're not going to, you have no idea what you're doing. You know, when I said, okay, I'm going to be a homeschool dad, it's like, I have no idea what I'm doing, you know, so the willingness to do things badly so that you can get better at them incrementally and continue to build strength and build competence in that whole, in that whole arena. And so, yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's create a mindset where kids are, you know, where, where failing is not like, oh my gosh, I failed. I'm, I got an F. Like, okay, I failed. Yeah, that sucks. I don't want that to happen. Let's get after it and do something different. Let's adjust ourselves. Let's learn. Let's bring our interest in it and let's 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 move forward and do better. And so that's I think that's a a difference in mindset that I think is easier to develop outside of that that sort of traditional schooling conditioning. Um, and and like you said, have you know I think you, you said really you know give my influence over to a school. It's like man, I want to be the influence the influencer of my kids as long as I possibly can. You know, not because I think I've got everything figured out, but, you know, I do, I, I know some things. I, I do have, I'm at the beginning of figuring things out. And I want, I, actually, I think it's more important to have my kids in the process and viewing the process. Okay, so how does an adult figure out how to do something that he has no idea what he's doing, right? What's, you know, at least give them a process of like, oh yeah, dad, dad's kind of an idiot. He's kind of messing things up every day, but he keeps going and he keeps making things a little bit better. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're at least subconsciously picking that up and, and hopefully I'm doing that. So that's, I think that's a real important thing. So I don't, uh, going back to what you just said about how does an adult figure things out? That is, that is a great, there is a significant missed opportunity if parents are not showing their children that they as parents and adults don't have everything figured out and that they are, you know, they are uh, capable of making mistakes that require introspection and course correction. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, and, and, and nothing to the point of, you know, that's, that's certainly all relative on what type of mistake you are, you are making. But it's okay sure. to tell your parent uh, or tell your child as the parent, well, I don't know that. Well, let's go find the information together. Uh, you know, 
And because I think I think we as men, we all know at least one man in our lives that it's a rarity if you hear him say, I don't know. And it's okay to not know (laughs) that, not know that, Um, you know, something as simple as I shared with you being, uh, you know, with your trade, being a plumber, I shared with you last week of pictures of me replacing my kitchen faucet, which I will admit, you know, it, the, uh, whenever I got under there and, and looked at what was going on, the faucet was wobbly. And the bracket holding it to the countertop was rusted out. And as I thought I was fixing it, I made it worse. And it just collapsed over <laughs> right. into the kitchen sink. And, yeah, yeah. you know, what was my first thought process? What was my first thought? I rolled jujitsu with a woman, her and her husband own a plumbing business. So what's the first thing I did? I sent her, sent her a message in the group chat. Hey, uh, you know, I'm going to call, call you tomorrow because I need to have this faucet replaced. A little, right. a little embarrassing that, you know, that's my first thought process, but also what am I thinking? Okay. I've got an 18 month old at home who goes through a lot of dishes. I've got a pregnant wife at home who, you know, want, I, that needs to have the ability to, to tidy up whenever she has the opportunity to do that. And yeah. what else am I thinking? I'm going to be gone for at least 10 hours tomorrow while I'm at work. So let's just pay someone to get it done and it'll be done. And so called, called my, my friend's company. Turns out no one could be there for a day and a half at the earliest. So what do I tell my wife? Well, after Killian goes to bed, I'm going to give this a try. And it took, you know, it took the better, almost an hour, but it got done and, and it got done correctly. And I wish Mm -hmm. it was, I wish Killian was older to have seen, Hey son, I don't know how to do this, but we got, we got Google. So we got ways to figure it out. And so we're going to start working on it. And that's what it did. Trust me. There'll be plenty more opportunities. (laughs) (laughs) They were bad at, right. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think it's fantastic. And, And just to give them just even. And what I think is even just as important as the seeing you solve something, but you know, your, your mindset and your reaction to stress, because, you know, my sort of, my programming sort of subconsciously is like just to get really angry when, you know, I'm faced with just something I'm incompetent at or I'm learning. And it's just like, okay, so, you know, that's an emotion that's in me. And, and I mean, I hope to whatever degree I haven't passed that to my kids. I'm, you know, it, it, I'm sure it has a little bit, but like, okay, even if I have, it's like, oh, well, dad's at least figured out. We, we start, you know, you know, you know, my daughter who's older and even, you know, my son who's, who's seven. And I think there's ways to talk about it at all ages, but yeah, there's, there's ways that I've figured out how to deal with, you know, reactive Mark, you know, the, the, the part of me that just comes up out of nowhere. And I'm like, whoa, who is that? What's going on there? Um, and I think that brings us back to what we were talking about originally. This is something I want to mention, you know, it's, I think parenting is just so much more about our, our is, is, is as much about us as it is them. You know, there's this old saying that, that I like to bring up from time to time, you know, when you're dealing, as you're dealing with someone difficult or someone you don't like, or, or even, you know, maybe you even feel like you don't like your kids sometimes. It's like, there's this, there's something in me that I don't like in you. Right. This idea of like, you know, 
like we said earlier, my, you know, my kid's doing something that it's like, oh man, that's, that's some, that's the way I would behave. And I, and I hate that. And so it's not that I don't like them. It's like, there's something me that I don't like. It's like, well, okay. So instead of saying to them, we need to do this, you need to change it. It's like, I can move myself. Right. That's one of the first lessons that, that I learned in jujitsu is that you get someone smashing you, you can't do anything. It's like, well, I can move myself a little bit. I can, I can move myself a little bit and a little bit and a little bit, and then I'm clear and I'm free. So yeah, it just, it just comes, I think that's the most, that's the most powerful move is to sort of bring it back to us and how can we change and, you know, how can we influence as opposed to just trying to, you know, talk down to our kids and point fingers at them and, and, and whatnot. So, yeah. What has been the reaction, if any, uh, from other adults, uh, whenever they find out of the dynamic of home of the dad doing the lion's share of homeschooling just because like what you mentioned earlier that's not the traditional route but that doesn't mean that's that's not what works for for you and your wife how has that been yeah it's actually kind of surprising you know because I was I was, initially I was a little afraid to tell people you know because you know well what do you you know stand around you know figures what do you stand around the house with an apron on and you know doing laundry and cooking all day and said, well actually I do do a lot of laundry and I do some cooking I don't I do not wear an apron um, but, uh, you know, it, that's not, I mean, I've got one friend who sort of has that reaction, but he's, 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 well, he's fun. He's a friend. I like him. Um, but you know, most people, honestly, nine out of 10 are just like, Whoa, that's so cool. I wish I could do that. I wish I was in a position to do that. You know, man, I'd like to do that. That's, that's my, that's the general reaction that I get from, it feels like, I mean, I'm not keeping a list, but it feels like the majority nine out of 10 men that I speak to you know I mean we had that interaction with uh with, with a good friend of a mentor a friend of ours that a while ago who, who uh, you know a lot of people respect um who's well known and, and I you know he's, he's known as a man who's he's known as a man's man you know and all the in all the positive senses of it and 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 I was like he asked me hey, so what do you do for a living I was like uh I homeschool my kids full-time sir <laughs> he's like you're on the right path. You're on the right path. And I said, wow, you know, cool. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It, you know, you and I both, if we're getting validation from, from our, our mutual friend like that, then it's like, well, forget what anyone else says. If he says that I'm good to go, then I know yeah. I'm on the right track. And, right. and I know that you incorporate a lot of his, a lot of his mentality and his teachings into your homeschool. And to me, that's kind of the beauty of it, of if, if you want to give, you know, two hard days, I've had friends tell me who homeschool, if I want to, if they want to give two hard days to their kids and then have the rest of the week to go do whatever, they can do that. And you have the ability to assign reading that, may not make its way into the public school system for whatever reason, but you know, as the parent of, no, these are the lessons I want instilled. So this is going to be our assigned reading for the week or our, like what you said, our science, this, you know, for today is going to be walking through the natural preserve that's right, be right behind the house. Yeah. And exactly. PE almost every day is jujitsu. And yeah. so it's the, the, freedom behind it once you get comfortable with the sacrifices are 
it they outweigh to me they they outweigh whatever benefit of whatever tangible object you're you're giving up to be able to afford yeah. those experiences yeah there's a tremendous amount of freedom in it and that, that actually reminds me of something you asked one of the questions you asked earlier was about you know how do we decide on curriculum you know, that, that, that's that's actually one of the number one things especially especially from 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 the men actually they're always asking, well what about the curriculum well what about what about yeah they want to know the details about all the things and you know we there's a curriculum that we use that uh, works pretty well it's, it's called excellus there's a million of them out there um but you know, how did we make that decision? Well, it's because I tried five others and I didn't really like them. And there was a little bit of uncomfortable, it was kind of uncomfortable because I'm like, okay, six, every like six months, dad's changing the curriculum, which is kind of annoying, um, but they get good at adjusting. They get good at changing, uh, making adjustments. But it just gets back to that idea. It's just, just, just do it, just do it. Let, give yourself the freedom to do it badly until you start figuring out how to do it better. And all those details, all the questions about curriculum, you know, how much time do we spend on this? Well, what subject? I mean, how hard do you push them? When do you let them be free? Well, you know, just keep, just keep trying different things until you, you settle on something that you tell you, until you start to hit a sweet spot. And then when you hit the sweet spot, you know, things inevitably are going to change and you have to keep readjusting. But again, that's like, talk about mindset. I mean, you know, it, you get kids who have this mindset of being able to adjust and change and be dynamic and move and sort of groove and, and you know, do, bob and weave type of thing. You know, it's just like, that's, that's a mindset that's powerful. You know, that's, that's awesome to me. That's what sort of gets me excited. And, you know, you can, you know, to get back to what you're saying earlier, you know, what did, what did people say? What did dad say? You know, it's like, you, you can do this. Like you can do this it's actually it's not that difficult the most difficult part is really sort of what comes out of yourself and sort of your own fears and all that i mean you know the kids are ready to learn they want to be attached and connected with their parents you know um if you disagree with that I, there's a lot i can say about that but it's maybe a whole entire other podcast but you know they want to be attached they want to be connected to, to to us as parents and, and they've got such an ability to change and move and be dynamic. It's just, they want your influence. And it's just, it's just, there's such a richness there that just continues to unlock in my life and in my family and what seems to be in my kid's life. So I'm just like, I just say, hey, you know, if there's, you know, if I run into you in the street and you're like, you know, oh, that's so cool that you homeschool. It's like, yeah, man, just, just do it. If you think it's cool, man, do it go for it figure out a way to do it for yourself too have you found with your oldest daughter being 13 have you found she's getting much more independent Not 13 to where... don't bring her to 13 yet she's <laughs> <laughs> she'll be 13 in a couple months <laughs> have you found with this being her with this being your third year of of her homeschooling <laughs> that she is is starting to get a little bit more independent and so that those previous years yeah. of attention to detail and you needing to be so present with her that that is shifting to where she's more independent on her on her learning ability yeah yeah that's an interesting that's um that's that's this year this summer you know my it was a conversation that my wife and i have been having it's like man this is a different summer than summers in the past with all three of them you know it's like there's an independence that's coming out where you know, they want us less involved in things. They want a little bit more distance. They want to go off and do more, 
you know, with all, all the myriad number of friends that they've made and that they make everywhere, uh, you know, um, so people always say socialization, how do, you, how do they make friends? Like my kids have more friends than I ever had in my entire life. And they're good friends. There's no like bullying and infighting and tatting. It's just like good friends. Um, but uh, where was I going with that? The, um, what, sorry, what was your question initially there? The, just um, on specifically on your oldest daughter on her oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. her independence of learning yeah well right and and i mean well i think it, it translates to all of them because and to bring it back to that comment you made about screens in the beginning like we're pretty much to my daughter's chagrin <laughs> uh we're pretty that's one thing we really got a tight grip on is the screens not because i'm against screens you know i mean i'm a, you know i'm in my 40s and i I mean, you know, if, you know, if the wife's out of town and, you know, the, the kids are busy, you know, I'll, if, you know, and the kids are in bed, I'll pull out a video game and play a little bit, you know, I'm, I'm still, I'm still kind of, I'm still that guy, I'll admit it. But, you know, the thing is the screens is just sort of, it's just such an, I understand why people do it because because parenting is the hardest damn thing you're ever going to do in your life. You know, it's so difficult. And, and, and I understand that, you know, any chance you get to sort of take a break and put them in front of the screen, it's like, oh. I don't have to worry about them for a little bit, but when they, what I'm getting at is when they know they don't have access to the screens, it's like, well, might as well go outside and engage with nature. Might as well open up a book. Um, we're at the point now, and this is through hard, this is through hard work, that we don't really do much. I, I, I almost don't even have to ask them to start doing their lessons, to do their schoolwork, because they just, they just do it. And there's developing a level of confidence and independence in that. Um, you know, part because you know the sort of the distractions just aren't an option. But there's just, but they're, but they're free to open and engage with all the sort of positive things like reading and you know writing, drawing, jujitsu, rock climbing, running around in the woods that we're fortunate to have behind our house, riding around their bikes in the neighbor, the quiet neighborhood we're fortunate enough to live in. You know, that's I see that, and it's not like I'm, you know. To get back to sort of what I was saying earlier, it's not like I'm saying you need to be independent, you need to do this. It's just like, no, we're just trying to, to back off and let them feel that sense of, right? They feel the attachment breeds security. You know, the security creates confidence. Confidence creates competence, you know, and competence just spirals into everything else. And, and that, that's, that's what ultimately leads to independence, positive independence. Um, and we're seeing, and like I said, you know, my wife, it's just, this summer was a huge turning. It was just like a turn the page. It's like, oh man, this is, it's a bittersweet. Cause you know, I, I mean, I love the, the, the fun child kid things, but you know, on the other hand, it's like, you know, they we're in that phase where, okay, they're growing up and more and more all the time. And it's just a constant letting go. So yeah, the independence is, is there, it's, it's growing and it's, it's a force to be reckoned with, to, to be quite honest with you. Um, it, it is a force. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, knowing you uh, as I do, of I I uh, remember distinctly knowing that whenever we first met and we got to chatting, that we were you know we had the same thought processes on a lot of things, and I remember um, you coming to me at jujitsu camp we were I don't know I think we were we were walking back from dinner one night or breakfast one morning and you said hey man uh no offense but I'm gonna go sit down by the lake just to take some quiet time by myself and I, yeah. I distinctly remember whenever you told me that 
that I told you, I'm so glad you said that because I want to do the same thing and just kind of, you know, have some time to myself of just to sit and be quiet. And so knowing that you have that in you of, of you like to, you know, you, you recharge a little bit from just a little bit of quiet and and just some self-reflection with having your wife at home full-time you're at home full-time you got three kids that you are uh you know you're in charge of their day-to-day learning along with the as you said the household items of uh laundry cooking which of course i mean those are things that that i do and i'm not even home full-time as you how do you find time to take for yourself to make sure that you are you're not letting those feelings of anxiety and frustration boil up to where, you know, you just need whatever that release is jujitsu or, mm-hmm. or a walk by yeah. yourself to make sure you're staying grounded. Uh, well, precisely. I think maybe, you know, if in a, in a situation, you know, where you're, um, if you have a partner or you're married or whatever, I think it first starts with having a conversation with your, with your partner or your spouse and say, Hey, look, you know, it's, I need to have, I need to have this time and I need to have it so that I can, so that I can be a hundred percent on when I'm with, when I'm with you, when I'm with the kids. Um, so that I'm rested, so I'm ready to go. And, and, you know, for me, it's like, yeah, you know, I, I go to jujitsu class. I, that's something I do with my kids too. So they're often with me, but you know, just, just having a conversation with your partner, I think is the most important thing in understanding like I need to have this time alone, and, and even like you know, go go into that jujitsu camp that we're at. I mean, it's a great. I mean, eight days, eight days away from my wife and my kids, and whom I desperately love, but I also desperately love and need that just alone time to recharge. And I come back and say, man, I just had the best week ever. You know, let's let's get after it here at home, because it's a reality. It's like when I'm, you know. We're homeschool, you know, it all happens here. You know, if I, you know, I wake up in the morning, I open the door, you know, it's go time. You know, my kids, they're either, they're either up or, you know, one of them is going to be, as soon as they hear the, you know, the rattle of the doorknob, there's feet just sort of running at me. And it's like, okay, here we go. Let's do it. So yeah, but that alone time is just to reiterate, it's so important so that you can be, you can be on through your rest, you're recovered. You can, you can, so that you're not on edge, so you're not snappy and angry and 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 just sort of lashing out towards the people that you care about, right? You're just you're primed. You're the best person you can be for the people who are the most important to you, right? And so, I mean, waking up early is probably the easiest solution. Um, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, I I really don't sleep much, so I'm you know I'm up at four, three thirty, four in the morning and you know, I, I get my workout done. I have a nice, long, slow workout and it sort of, just sort of wakes me up and gets me going. And, and then I'm ready, you know, ready to spend some time. And then, you know, even, even, to, even, to, and then to have the courage to make adjustments along the way, to like, look, you say to my wife, babe, look tonight, I, it's like, can you put the kids to bed for me? Cause I'm just, man, I, I just, you know, I feel like if I'm going to do it, I'm, I'm just not going to be, I'm not going to be very good at it. And to just be able, it, it's so helpful when you have a partner to, to, to play that off and, and, you know, there's a lot of heroic single parents out there who are just doing amazing work, you know, by themselves with their kids. And, and just, you know, the people who I've seen who are the most successful at that have a support, have a support system from their friends and other family, 
you know, they're willing to speak up and have the courage to say, hey, you don't have to say I'm dying here, but like, hey, look, I just need help. I need you to, can you take my daughter or my son for a little bit so I can have some time, you know, I think that's what, it, I think maybe that's a key thing is just to have the courage to say, I need some help here because man, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. And it's taken everything I've got to just hold on day to day, especially if you're a single parent, man, those people are, are just, you know, the ones who are, are, are doing it are just so heroic and just, you know, just ask for help, ask for help, make it a priority, keep talking about it. Yeah. And speaking of the jujitsu camp, I know, uh, as you know, I wasn't able to make it this year, but how was the You're ready? You're very much. <laughs> Thank you. How was the ready to drink milk uh, that you got to try? Is it as good as I'm anticipating? Dude, it was the bomb. It was pretty good. I'll be on. Okay. I'll be honest. I'll make a confession here in front of the, in front of the world is that I would, if everyone was there, you know, they're eating, they're drinking, like, you know, having a full meal, then drinking one or two milks with every meal. And then like, you know, I would, I would then, you know, go back up, grab, grab one, kind of put it in my pocket and head back out to the, uh, to the dorm and kind of keep a stash. Um, so I got, I came home with a few extras, you know, to, to share. Uh, so they're good. They're good, man. They're good. They ran out by like midweek. So it's probably all my fault because I took extras, but uh, I think a couple other people were too. They're good. They're good, man. You're going to love it. I like the banana cream. I know you don't like banana cream, but that's my favorite. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the the vanilla and chocolate. Uh, I've got I've got uh, a vanilla milk here for for breakfast whenever whenever we're done. And with with all that, I think this has been such an insightful conversation that I always enjoy always enjoy visiting with you because yeah, you give yeah. me so much to to ponder not only in my own life and. Um, I hope you realize how much of an inspiration you are to me of starting the path of fatherhood. Uh, you know, you've got well over a decade on me and um, truly appreciate your friendship and insight. And it's it was almost just by by fate that we were able to meet and we were sharing a bunk ne next to each other uh, whenever we went. And uh, and it's just really very cool how uh, I guess you could say the jujitsu gods made sure that we were we were able to connect for sure. Indeed, I, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, your uh, your friendship has really meant meant a lot to me over the past year, and it's, I think it's cool how we sort of created this like spiral, positive spiral, upward spiral of sort of encouraging each other, encouraging each other to do cool things and and step out and take risks and to do things that we're not comfortable with. And I mean, I pre I mean, you're doing this podcast, which is super cool, and. Um, you know, I just wish you the best of luck with, you know, being, you've got one, one already and another along the way. And I think you're going to do, you're going to do awesome. Um, you know, everyone out there that's listening, you're, you're all, you've all got the potential to do awesome at this. And um, so, yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I appreciate you as a friend. And this is really cool. Yeah, this has been great. And so um, I know your YouTube has not been active in a little while, but the videos that you do have up there, have been ha, there's been some that I have I have saved uh, to make sure I can view view later. And so, if someone oh, cool. wanted to go check out those YouTube videos, where could they find you? It's just my, my channel is just Mark Canny on YouTube. Uh, you can just check that out. I've got uh, I don't know 40, 50, you know, three three to five minute videos on there. Um, 
Yeah, but if you want a lesson in doing things badly, watch the first videos first. And you're like, oh my gosh, these are the worst videos anyone has ever made on YouTube ever. And then, and then they do get a little bit better. So, you know, I think the latest ones are, are halfway decent. The first ones are like, oh man, I got to redo these. But so yeah, they're out there and, and I hope they're, um, I'm not trying to give people advice. I'm just trying to encourage people to, to do, just to do the best they can. Encourage, encourage fathers, really, especially. I mean, just, you know, I think dads need a lot of encouragement. Um, moms are great too. I'm a huge fan of moms. But, you know, I'm just really trying to encourage parents, fathers to, to do the best they can and to, and to just realize that, you know, you can do this dad thing and you, you can just, you, you can do it well. So, yeah, if you, if, you, if you check them out, leave me some comments, get in touch with me. You know, I'd love to hear what people think. That'd be great. Yeah, we'll get that linked up. And, you know, you talked about encouraging encouraging fathers to, to do the dad thing. I recently saw statistics. I don't know how true it was, but that I think in the early 1980s, it was over 40% of fathers would say that they had never changed changed a diaper and now with the millennial and, and Gen Z's uh, generation, it's only been, I believe, 3% of fathers have never yeah, changed, yeah. changed a diaper. And so it is quite interesting on this, the mindset shift of wanting to be involved and wanting to take back autonomy and take back yeah. control and not, awesome. just, not just giving it over to, not just giving it over to the employer of, you know, it's no longer the, the thought process of, oh, well, you know, dad does his job by putting food on the table. And that's, that's his job. His job is not to yeah. be the nurturer. Yeah. Yeah. And then just like what you said, encouraging the, uh, the critical thinking skills uh, in your kids, there are a myriad of ways to, to put food on the table with number one, without leaving the house and number two, without a college degree now. And so it's getting, just getting uh, resourceful and how to do that because people are getting more and more uh, protective of their, of their time. And right, right, uh, right. so, yeah. Well, so I'll, I'll leave, I'll, um, I'll leave you with a, with a tip, with a, with a good tip here. You know, dads like tips, men like tips, you know, how to, you know, how to do stuff. Um, so you mentioned, it, it's just reminding me because you mentioned the whole changing diapers thing. And I mean, I do, you know, my wife and I share a lot of the, house, the traditional housework and, and whatnot. And I sort of, so the, the more I've stayed home, the more housework I, I do, the more dishes I do, the more laundry I do, the more that sort of mundane, sort of mundane quotation marks work. It's actually incredibly important. And the, I just sort of realized the reason why, you know, so if in, a, in traditional America, if, if women were spending more time at home, right, then they get identified with doing, you know, all the traditional housework. And I realized like why, sort of how that happens because it's actually, for, for me anyway, it's easier for, because you can lose your mind being at home, you know, with the kids just doing kids all day, all day. Like it's, it's, it's you, can, you, can, you can go crazy. So I mean, part of the way I actually built in alone time is like, I'll, you know, I start picking up the dishes, start doing the dishes. I start doing the laundry. I'll start, you know, doing a little bit of cleaning, um, you know, and, and the cool thing about it is, is I'm able to still be 100% available to my children during the day. Because that's actually sort of my, you, know, you think of like my top, you know, as a job description, that's my top goal is to be one as available as I possibly can to my kids, you know, in that time frame that I'm going to be available. And 
you know, I can't, and I feel, you know, I used to try to do like projects, like fixing things and making things, or even sanding some, doing some drywall, some painting or a little bit of plumbing in the house. And I realized like those things take so much focus from me that whenever the kids are like, hey, dad, dad, look at the thing, look at the thing. Hey, dad, I got the, the, the question. I'm just like, oh, what? Oh. you know, because I'm focused, but, you know, this is, it's so easy. You require such little thought, you know, I can be, I'm still getting stuff done. I'm still have some time to myself here. But when the kids come and say, hey, dad, look at the thing, or I've got a question, or I need you for this, it's just real easy to switch from doing the, the housework to being available. So it's, there's a tip, like, be willing to do some of that housework, that stuff, because it's going to help you be more available for your kids when they come and, and they come and need you. So that's my, that's my hot tip for the day. Well, this has been really great, Mark. I really appreciate your time. Uh, appreciate you know, us getting this on the schedule and uh, just hang tight. We'll chat offline. And again, I appreciate you coming on. Awesome. Thanks, Stuart. Great to talk to everyone. Thank you for joining this episode of the Sheepdog Dad podcast. Thanks especially to our guest, Mark Caning, for coming on to discuss not only his parenting philosophy, but his ups and downs and lessons learned from homeschooling. You can find Mark's YouTube channel by searching his full name, M-A-R-K-C-A-N-N-E-Y. And Mark has got several videos on there of his own parenting tips, and I highly suggest you go and give them a watch. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave a five-star rating and review and sign up for our upcoming newsletter. Visit thesheepdogdad.com for more topics such as this and to sign up for our exclusive coaching service, Protect the Flock. Visit originusa.com and support American jobs and American manufacturing. Use the code JACKSON10 for 10% off of all orders. That is J-A-C-K-S-O-N-1-0 for 10% off all orders at originusa.com. Until next time, keep your head on a swivel.